Hi, you're listening to the Android Guys podcast. My name is Scott, and I'm here with John. Hey, John. How's it going, sir? I'm doing well. Good. Doing pretty well. I'm pretty excited for this podcast today. It's a topic that's dear to my heart. Well, mine as well. Um, We've talked in the past about MVNOs, mobile virtual network operators, and carriers, and how there are a lot more than just the big four that people know of. And uh, one of the ones we talked about or touched on previously is Project Fi or Google Fi. And in that podcast, I mentioned how it it could be its own standalone episode. So that's what we're going to do today. Excellent. Um, You are a Fi user. I am, myself and my wife both. And I also have a Fi account. Um, I've played with it off and on. It's one of those things where... I don't want to get rid of it, uh, but I don't use it too much. But it is really nice to have uh, on different devices. I like the fact that uh, it's a cheap way to kind of have a security blanket as an extra line if I need to. Uh, we'll get into all that. Uh, so let's start at the top. This is uh, initially known as Project Fi and was launched. We're coming up on four years already. Uh, April 22nd, 2015, Google released or unveiled Project Fi. Uh, do you remember this? I remember. It was kind of a really weird but bold move yeah. for Google to really say, hey, I think we could do mobile better yeah. than what the carriers are doing. And it was low-key. I mean, it was invite only. Right. And so it was a way of saying like, let's try this out. Let's try Google as a carrier. And what is that, what that's going to look like? Yeah. So they don't actually own any airwaves. They don't have any towers, but yeah, they didn't do this like what they did with Google fiber where they said, no, we're going to actually build that infrastructure out. That wasn't the way they went with this. What they did do was, uh, they partnered with Sprint and T-Mobile, and they created a, I guess you would call it a a network that kind of combines them and also works with Wi-Fi. And as they announced it, basically, you wouldn't see what tower you're necessarily using or provider you're using, but it will go for the best available in your area. And you know, we, we happen to live in an area personally where Sprint and T-Mobile are kind of the same, but there right. are definitely cities and markets where one doesn't work as well as the other. I uh, found for that alone, being able to jump between T-Mobile and Sprint in some of the more rural areas where Sprint really is much stronger yeah, and then T-Mobile where it's much faster and you get the GSM quality, you know, network. It's been amazing. And some of the areas where normally T-Mobile and, you know, AT&T just never works. Yeah. It project or Google Fi works and it does a really, really good job. And I'm getting connection and, you know, service in so many areas. And I feel like it really fills out nicely that coverage map between the two different networks, two mm-hmm. different technologies all in that, like that one phone and that one service. And I don't even have to think about it. I don't have to do anything to make it right. work. It just does it in the background. Well, and you mentioned one phone. That was something that when it was announced, it was invitation only and it was with the Nexus 6. 
And kind of how Google likes to do things is, you know, they even did this with Gmail is it's kind of a, it's an invitation only and you kind of have to know something. You got to be a little bit more savvy and you kind of have to be willing to almost beta test things for them. Yeah. You know, what they've done with Google Docs over the last decade is, you know, they launched something that's kind of lightweight, free, um, maybe not game changing, but conversation changing yeah. and kind of force people to kind of reevaluate how things are done. And they've done that, you know, time and again with, you know, as you mentioned, Google Fibers. Maybe they haven't rolled that out to all these major markets and kind of said, hey, we're going to bring things to everybody at much faster speeds. But they did kind of change the conversation and force people to think about how they were, you know, rolling out network speeds and infrastructure. And now you have a much more competitive landscape. So this was interesting to me because it was, you know, I had no idea where they were going to go. Like, oh, man, now they've got their toe in the water who knows what they're going to do? And if you get in with Google often on their first go round of things, you kind of grandfather yourself in right. or you kind of get in on the uh, early look of things. It's a lot of fun. It is. You know, and, and so I was intrigued by it. Um, I didn't have a Nexus 6 at the time. Uh, I had reviewed one. We had done that for the website. But um, so it was kind of a small m- you know, niche market of people or demographic. Um, it opened to the public a year later. So then it became, you know, you no longer needed an invitation to get in on the, the, the project fi at the time. And then somewhere else in that year, they added the pixel and the pixel XL to their product line. And of course those supported project fi and then within that year or so, U.S. Cellular was added as another carrier. So there were actually three service providers in addition to Wi-Fi that your phone would basically look to find you the best connection available wherever you are. And uh, so it got really interesting within a year. Yeah. And they did fun things too. If you remember you could go on their site and sometimes fill out surveys or maybe if you ordered a device. Like I know one time, I can't remember if we just signed up for service, but then they sent us a Project Fi battery pack, mm-hmm. a Project Fi Lego set <laughs> that you could like take the Legos and like build a phone stand or like then the charger would go into it, have like an extra charger, headphones. Like they would kind of send you this because it was also very specific to the phones too. Right. So it only worked with a couple of those phones. But it was really neat because they sent this cool stuff out to you that it was just fun. But, you know, the other carriers weren't doing it, So they kind of made a different feel of of well, them being that carrier. It didn't feel like it was just some big faceless company. It kind of felt like a company who was trying to be interesting and progressive and maybe more appreciative of consumers mm-hmm. and understanding of consumers. Uh, let's talk about the rate plan and what you know was interesting about you know why you might want to consider going to Project Fi. Um, this is uh, you know as we're talking, this is no contract, no long term commitment. No, you know, two-year agreement or anything like that. So this is kind of around the time where, you know, the carriers were yeah, maybe hedging their bets on whether they wanted to do away with contracts altogether. Right. So that was interesting in and of itself. It was. That was 
that definitely was a selling point because that was not the norm at the time is to not have contracts. So it was nice to say I can I can dip my toe in the water just like Google is. I can check it out. And if I don't like it, no harm, no foul. Right. And of course, you can do things like port your phone number. If you were deciding, you know what, I'm ready to go all in. You can bring your phone number. It was a legitimate, you know, carrier. It was, yeah. a, a, you know, its own entity. With that, and this kind of a... Side topic, it's also kind of scary if you follow Google as a whole and you see all the different things and endeavors that they set out to do and, you know, take messaging, for instance, on Android and how many different attempts or different versions of messaging clients and Google Wave and some of these other things that they've done. Google Plus, even as we're talking, you know, it's on the verge of getting ready to be shuttered. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of scary when you think I'm going to take my phone number somewhere and then potentially you know, not be able to, um, keep your phone number later on, or how am I going to back myself out of this? Pull out of this service without much frustration or whatever. Yeah. I moved my Google voice number over to project Fi, And after running it for a little bit and I was okay with that, that I, I understand like it should be fine. It should work. And then I should be able to also, move it out to another carrier, whether an MVO or a major player later. So getting back to the rate plan and just assuming everything's going to be okay, you know, let's look at, you know, again, what were some of the things that were interesting? Um, $20, unlimited calls, unlimited text. That's it. And that's the base. You just pay, right, you pay that 20 bucks and you can call all you want. You can text all you want. And it's there, and like, and that's really that's really your minimum buy-in, right? And I think for to me that was such that's still is incredible to say if I don't need to use data if I'm on Wi-Fi the vast majority of the time and all I need to do is pay twenty bucks a month for voice and text and it's unlimited, that's great, right? And now let's talk about the data. One of the things that really fascinated me was it was ten dollars per gigabyte. And you could pick and choose whatever you needed, whether you needed just two or you wanted 10, you could basically pick your plan that's right for you instead of choosing, you know, from two or three options from the carrier. And the best part was you didn't have to pay some silly fee for going over. So if you forecasted hey, I'm only going to use two gigabytes this month or that's what I expect. And then you ended up using four. You didn't get hit with something like $15 per gigabyte over. They kept that same rate. It was everything was prorated at $10 per gigabyte. But they break it down even more than that. And that's what I have just come to love. Mm -hmm. Because it's not like, oh, I used 3.2 gigabytes. So we're going to round you up to four. I'm going to round you up to four. Right. Like, no, it's like rounding it to the dollar to the hundred megabyte. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're only paying just partial gig. So if you if you use two and a half gig, you're paying $25. For the data. It's a very, very clean, very fair overage under. And then if you choose, which I'm sure is where you're going, if I say, you know what? I'm probably going to use about four gigs a month. That seems about average to me. But this month I only use three. You know, other folks will, oh, we'll roll it over for you. Or you can use this later. 
or we're just going to charge you the rate no matter what. We don't offer, you know, right. a we're carryover. Charge, this is your this is your plan. You chose four gigs. You can use up to four gigs. Mm-hmm. But no, they're going to say, oh, you didn't use this other 500 megs of the plan. We'll credit you five bucks. And that's awesome. It's, it's incredible. It's prorated the exact same backwards too. So if you go over, you know exactly what it's going to be. You can even check that in the app and kind of see where things are going. But if you don't and you end up under, you know exactly how much you're getting credited. Is It's amazing. It's super simple and it's the way I think every carrier. Oh my gosh, right? And there are a few who even consider doing something along these lines. You won't get it from your big four, but... No. You know. In their mobile app, you, you mentioned that. You can do everything yep. through that app, and it's super intuitive. I mean, they have the website. The website's great, and you can manage everything through there, all your users. But the app, you can look at your billing. You can change your plan. Mm-hmm. You can make everything that you could possibly want to do that you always have to call customer service for, you know, for another big carrier. You can do it right from your phone. It's not a big deal. It's super easy. And I, I mean, I love it. You can see right where your data is. You can you can change it on the fly or not. You, you can call support, and their support is incredible. Yes, I've I, had to call them for just different silly things, or actually, I want to like move one account to another, and they've been so helpful, so nice. Yeah, yeah. Same for me. I had to I had a situation where I was switching devices, wanted to move mine, and I yes. called. Uh, I tried through the website first and didn't seem to do what I needed to, but then I ended up calling and it was, you know, I didn't have to worry about what time of day it was. I just, I called and they said, Hey, you know, can we call you back? If we get disconnected, let's try this, you know, reboot your phone. The guy, the same guy calls me back immediately. They talk very matter of factly. It's very real. It's not yes. like, Hey, we're going to go like through this. Real con- it's like, you feel like you're talking to a friend. Yeah, and you're not going to flowchart your way through something. Try this, try that. Well, let me escalate. Like it was very like you were talking to just a, another guy who knew something about right. you know how to fix something. Right. Um, this so- is cool. And I know, like I just talked to someone the other day. Like they have Project Fi, and they went to um, Punakana, and they said how their phones worked awesome. And I'm not like totally sure, but I mean, I know they were pretty happy with the international. Like, how far of a reach is that for the international for this service? Ah, you know, that's. I know they provide data in over 200 countries. Wow. Um, of course, you have Wi-Fi, and then you also have international texting. So if you're texting to and from other countries, you have that. Calls are 20 cents per minute. Okay. If you need to make a call. You know, if you're going on vacation, that's true. most of the time you can just text and yeah, like, that's included. That's right. Or great. your video and doing like FaceTime or, you know, hangouts or something that you're basically chatting that way. So you're not actually, you know, very few people use the phone to call, at least for myself. Um, it's one of the last things I do with a phone is actually use it as a phone. Right. So, um, and, and that's something that, you know, I'll get to towards the end here is, you know, what are the differences that, you know, the intangibles or the, these are tangible. These are things that, you know, help it stand out. Um, so this initially launched as a single line only option. And later on, they rolled out the ability to add an additional user. So you went with, you know, hey, I really like this and I want my wife to be on this. Instead of doing two plans with your own data, you can actually share an allotment and 
you add another user for $15 instead of 20. So it's cheaper to add somebody else to give them unlimited calls, unlimited text, and then you'll share the data. Mm -hmm. And then it's the same thing. So you have however much, you know, between the two of you, that's, that's your data. So it's, I'm trying to think how to segue into the next topic. They rolled out uh, bill protection. And so that was the concern is, okay, so if I've added somebody else to my plan or if I've expanded this and I've got a full family, you know, am I paying, you know, if we're going to all use 10, 15, 20 gigabytes. For a whole family and you're worried about that one kid or whatever is going to just start using up all the data. I'm going to, I mean, yeah, it's a good price to be able to pay Mm -hmm. for it that way. But man, if they're using 20, 30, 40 gig, which I mean, with video is not out of the question by any stretch. Right. Um, that could become a pretty large bill. So that's where bill protection comes in and the data, and this works whether you have one line plan or family line or however many, the bill protection. So you, you pay basically $10 per gigabyte until you hit a certain threshold. And after that point, you don't pay any more for your bill. What happens at that point there is you get slower throttled data for the duration or the remainder of that bill cycle. So you know exactly where your bill is going to cap out. You don't end up after a certain point, you won't pay any more for your data on an individual plan. As we look at the website, it's for six gigabytes. Six gigs, right. So once you basically pay pay $80, that's that's his most you'll ever pay with bill protection. Now you can opt out of that. If you decide, you know what? I don't really care about, you know, slowed speeds. I want full. I want full speeds. I'm willing to pay for it. You can continue. Whatever depends on it. Right. You can continue to do that at the rate of $10 per gigabyte. Now, if you go with two people on your plan, the bill protection kicks in at 10 gigabytes instead of six. And at that rate, you're looking at $135 would be the max if you're content with slowed speeds at 10 gigabytes. Yeah. So whether or not you use that much data in a month or conceivably between two of you, it's it's hard to say. I mean, if you're aware of what you're doing, and Google does a really good job of letting you know real time they do what your plan is. So yeah, I'll get notifications. I mean, I set it up, but to say, hey, you've already used one gig of data. Yep. You've already used two gigs of data. And you know, let you know. And I found it interesting on their site they said less than 1% of Fi users as of January 2018 use above 15 gigs. Right. So I think that shows like the vast majority of people, 99% of folks do not use over 15 gigs. So even having a shared family plan that 15 gigs for, you know, four people, you know, say if it was a you know, four member family, you're talking, it was still $205, but you can kind of look at that as unlimited data, unlimited calls, unlimited text, mm-hmm. texting from anywhere in the world, data from any world, VPN protected data. Right. And I mean, it's touched on this yet, but it has a VPN protected voice. So, I mean, the quality of all this stuff is super secure. Right. Better than any other carrier. The stuff can't get eavesdropped on. I mean, it's it's a real quality connection. So that's something that you look at when you have your cost. You're like, well, that, you know, but T-Mobile, I can do a three-line plan and we only pay $120. And 
it's essentially unlimited and we've got, you know, YouTube and all the music we want and that's included in that price. And, you know, so there are the pros and cons of what you're going to, of what you're going to weigh out, but you have to appreciate what Google is doing here. You know, I, here we are, you know, coming up on four years since it initially rolled out. It's price per gigabyte has been the same. It has. I wouldn't be surprised if they get, more competitive if that mm-hmm. changes at some point and if it becomes i don't know five dollars a gigabyte or 750 or or something i feel that way too i feel like they right the pricing has stayed the same mm-hmm. and other players in the market like when we talked about the mvno you know podcast there are some folks out there who are really challenging yeah. this pricing model and really is making it appealing to go elsewhere and while google does have some true advantages in the space, I feel like the pricing probably could and should drop just a little bit to stay competitive. Right. So um, as far as devices go, you know, initially we talked about one phone up, you know, then the first year they added a couple more. Today, if you go to their website, you'll see that they offer a variety of phones through their website. You can buy, you know, the Pixel 3, 3XL, but they also have a couple of Motorola phones, LG phones, that you can um, buy directly through them. Right, right from their site. And you can do the, the bill pay or the device payment mm-hmm. right into the project or Google Fi service with those devices. And those devices are unlocked. So if your phone's paid for and you're all done, you, you, know, you actually have freedom to go wherever with those after. So if you decide at a certain point, you know, I'm just going to take this to T-Mobile because I do want their plan or I'm going to use, you know, some of these Motorola phones are compatible with all four major carriers in the U S you can take some of these devices and do that. Um, Now they did expand to allow compatibility and support for a whole range of devices now. And if you look at their website, (laughs) excuse me, you can see that um, Samsung Apple, LG, HTC, there's a whole range of devices that you can get that are compatible with Google Fi. Yeah, and I think one of the things to, and maybe why it needs to be compatible is because it has to support that T-Mobile, that Sprint, right. the U.S. cellular network, as well as the Wi-Fi calling. Yeah. Now, four years ago, that was less you know, normal uh, that, you know, you didn't really see that compatibility across all the devices, mm-hmm. the open and unlocked phones, but now we are getting there, which I think is helping seeing how many phones are compatible and why there does need to be a compatibility there. Are you, uh, you're currently a Google Fi user. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked, we call it project and, and that's because it's, it's only been a few months, it right? Has, right. They, it, they switched it from project to, Google Fi, and now you kind of feel like, hey, maybe it's around for good. Maybe it's going to stick I around. I feel like this is like now I can consider, this. you know, maybe take it a little bit more serious. And now that it's, hey, there are other devices that are compatible with it, it kind of changed the landscape. Or, you know, consumers are more educated today. Mm-hmm. Consumers are willing to buy a phone off the internet because of the specs, because of the experience, because they've had the, you know, a Samsung phone. For the last three years, they know what they're going to get for the most part in the S10. So right. they feel comfortable with doing that. So the landscape has changed in terms of what people are willing to buy sight unseen or based off of 
you know, just doing some homework. Yeah. Um, so credit to Google just for doing something like that. Yeah. You know, I they... think it's important too to just to know that it's not recommended. Google definitely doesn't recommend it. Use the phones that are here. Mm-hmm. But if your phone, say, is T-Mobile only, or you have an iPhone that may not work on the other carriers, and most of them all do, but it will still work. You right. can still use that Project Fi SIM that they will send you free of charge, but you're you're not going to get the full advantage. But if you really like the plan, you like that flexibility, mm-hmm. it is possible, but you right. just don't get the other advantages. And also these, and I don't know all these phones, but it has that eSIM as well, right. where you can activate it just on the phone. So yeah, like the Pixel 3, and that's where I ran into the issue and had to call support was I was using the eSIM on one device. And I was switching to another device. You had to deactivate it off the e-SIM. first one. Right. And, it was, and yeah, I was getting caught in like a, like a loop and I couldn't get it to work. And um, But yeah, there is no physical SIM card to worry about. And that's something else to consider if, if you have you know a device and you want to keep one line for business purposes. Google right. Fi is a good idea for that, good option. Maybe you don't use it for data. You're using your regular plan. But for $20 a month, you have unlimited calls and text, and you can set your data. I mean, you can watch your data not just through Google Fi, but through the Android operating system. And there are apps that you can use to keep an eye on your data and and data saving. And so as a second line, it's a really good idea, especially if it has eSIM, because then you can keep your current SIM card in there with its own phone number, Mm -hmm. and you can switch over. Back and, and then forth. their phone number also is available online, like through like Hangouts Chat or yeah. Meet, and some of these other you know through Gmail. You can go through and make phone calls from that phone number, right through the web, and it's all that same phone number. So it kind of gives you that virtual number mm-hmm. that you can use, whether a like a soft phone or your physical phone, and it and it works. And you know, and if you're traveled anywhere in the world and you're calling through your phone, free calls. Yep. From the same number. Right. Uh, the only thing I'm looking at the notes here that we didn't talk about was uh, a data-only SIM. We went from eSIM. On the other end yeah. of that is a data-only. So you can get a SIM card, put it in a tablet, and then you use your same data plan. So if you're sharing that you know, one gigabyte – and that's another thing is you can use your phone as a hotspot. So if you're just using your data – and you say, I just want to tether my tablet to it. You, you know, you can mobile Wi-Fi right off of your phone. But if you want, you're like, I'm using my tablet more and more independently. I'd like, I don't want to have this phone or use that. You can get a data only SIM and still use that bucket. You can actually get up to nine of those uh, per Sounds. plane. I want to give a, just a couple warnings for maybe somebody. These are things that I've found. That data only SIM is for tablets only. Right. It's not going to work on a little hotspot, like those little like Pucks, MiFi type devices. It has to have that Google Fi application available. I wanted to use one because of my hotspot when I'm on the Sprint network. Because it's CDMA, you cannot be on the phone and use your hotspot at the same time. And that Uh. has come to bite me several times when I've needed to use my hotspot in my Chromebook. And my Chromebook doesn't have the option for a SIM. So if I could, I would love to put one of those data-only SIMs in a Chromebook, have that data-only shared. That would be incredible. 
So just know like, oh, I'm using this hotspot. Well, only if you're not on the phone. Mm-hmm. That's a kind of a frustration. You can't use it on the other hotspots. You have to use a tablet. And also I had one other issue to transfer the phone number from one Google account to another. As of end of January 2019, <laughs> they were unable to do that easily and quickly from one to another. Their process involved moving it to a temporary junk Google Voice account and then moving it from there back mm. to another Google Fi account. Now, moving in and out, this is if you move it outside of Google or inside of Google, no problem. But if you actually want to change it from like one Gmail address to another Gmail address, there's a little bit of a frustration there. So just kind of as just a couple of things to know that if you're using it. That does seem like something they could fix. I agree. I, I think that seems like something that they might um, run into more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as they push, you know, they push G Suite a lot. So yeah. this is no longer a project and a consumer thing. This might be something where it's like, hey, maybe we've got a business side of this or a commercial grade version of that. Which know. is rumored right. to and be it, coming soon it, as a true PBX kind of like business level replacement. Exactly. Phone. So, and, yeah. and keeping you know, your residential and consumer side separate from that, they do that with messages and hangouts and they really do have that kind of, you know, split. We're going to go down two different roads at the same time. So I would expect to see more of that type of change with Google Fi um, in the future. Do you see any reason to cancel Google Fi, like your pain points that you had, um, you know, as we talk about rate plans and what, you know, you might be able to get from another carrier for less money. Um, it, are you content with, you know, it's funny. I really, after doing that MVNO, yeah. I really was looking at them and I was really thinking about just going back to Google voice using MVNO. So I don't have to worry about the hotspot issue mm. for me personally. It's a big deal. Right. I need to have that availability. But the simplicity of the plan, yeah, having that phone number that can live when I'm doing Hangouts, when I'm doing anything else, I can make phone calls right from it. There's other ways that I, that those phone numbers can then be integrated with other software. Mm-hmm. It's like, gosh, like the availability of what Google offers there is so nice. And really for the difference in that price, it's not a big enough reason to go through the complication Right. Changing. Not that it's hard, but yeah, it, it, it is. It's as simple when I when I I have the Pixel phone, mm-hmm. I use it with the eSIM. It's kind of like that whole Google world is right. alive and well. I like it. Well, and you have children, and they're going to get it to an, a, a point here in the next few years where they're going to want their own phones. Right, and you can start them out with, "Hey, here's your phone. You can call and text me anytime, wherever you are. It's fifteen bucks a month." Do I get data with it, Dad? No. Nope. You have Wi-Fi. You can use it wherever, and you can control that through the app. So you can say, hey, even though we have a three-line plan and we only get 12 gigabytes of data, I'm actually going to keep my my son's line to one gigabyte. So I know that he can't use more of it. You know, So you can kind of build that like responsibility with them or yeah. that trust, and but you can also do it where there's not a risk. You know, that's, that, that's huge. I mean, right. honestly – Looking at any other carrier, having that ability, 
is a big deal. You're right. Well, think about if you had any other carrier and you wanted to add another line to it and you say, well, here's the, the data. It's like you can't just add another line and say, well, I only want to give him phone and right. text, you know, when he wants. It's going to be used maybe 20 minutes out of the month to call me when he gets, you know, done with practice or whatever. Right. You know, that is only $15. And you can't do that with the MVNOs. Right. Those family plans, they're either non-existent or they're just not. It's kind of an all or nothing it is. type thing with carriers. So I really like that about Google Fi. I have it with one of my Google accounts and I tend to only use a few hundred megabytes a month because <laughs> I actually use it as a secondary phone um, for primarily when I'm out playing Pokemon. <laughs> right. And I was doing Wi-Fi off of, you know, hotspot off my other phone. But uh-huh. I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to switch my Google Fi over to this right. phone. Right, for what it is, why not? Right. And I can use that phone and I I can still take the calls or whenever I need to. So um, I don't have to pay $40, $50 a month for data that I'm not using. And I don't have to add it to a plan that just tax on $40 a month or whatever. So yeah. for all practical purposes, uh, it's a $20 plan that I've got some peace of mind. And then if I want to go out and spend an entire day and just blow through some data, I know how much I'm going to spend. <laughs> right. I can you can see, see it. <laughs> I can see it real time. Like, yeah. oh, crap. This this is really going to cost me $30 today because I watched nothing but HD YouTube videos. Yeah. So, no, it's it's something that I really like, and I look forward to seeing how they continue to iterate that. Um, so that's our take on or our discussion around Project Fi, which is now Google Fi. Uh, if you have any questions about the service, if you have uh, your own feedback about Google Fi or any other MVNO or carrier, we'd love to hear it. Uh, shoot us an email at podcast at androidguys.com. Uh, we'd love any feedback related to this or any other podcast topic. Uh, speaking of which, if this is your first time checking us out, we would love if you would subscribe to us. Uh, you can find us pretty much anywhere you're going to get your other podcasts iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, pretty much everywhere. Um, we would appreciate it if you had any feedback or uh, comments, and uh, we appreciate you listening. So, for John, this is Scott. Thanks for listening. Thanks. <laughs>